Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and use code Swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. This isn't about perfection but the direction you're going. We are all human and indeed kids will have the opportunity to make choices for themselves as they grow up. We know that. But the imprint of parental lifestyles will always be there. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I so appreciate you taking time to hang out with me even in the busyness of summer. And today I'm so excited because I get to bring you another kind of chapter summary highlights from a chapter from my book, Raising Amazing, bringing up kids who love God, like their family, and do the dishes without being asked. Now, if you're newer to the podcast, I am doing one of these a month, the last Wednesday of each month. I am doing a little chapter highlights, nuggets, and summaries. The best way to follow along, of course, is if you get your own copy of Raising Amazing. Pull it out as I'm talking, or um, maybe a great idea is to gather with some friends and either listen to the episode together or listen on your own, then get together and go over some reflection questions from the book or just chat about what stood out to you from the chapter. We need community. We need one another. So let's continue to spur one another on towards love and good deeds as we're told to do in the Word of God. So today we get to chapter three. I can't wait to talk about parentamorphosis. Did you guys know what that was already? Tell me you are familiar. I just love being able to open with this fun story, um, but it's really about modeling an amazing life for our kids. Now, before I dive in and share some highlights, and I am going to try to be brief today because my goal all summer long is to keep episodes a little bit on the short side since I know you're busy, but I want to tell you, the month of July is a month you don't want to miss here on the podcast. So though some of you will be traveling, you've got lots of things going on with the kids, 
In July, you are invited to bring your kids with you to listen to these episodes because, drum roll, I'm so excited. I'm going to have each of my sons join me for uh, the episodes all month long in July. And we have a special topic we're going to be talking about and a special free printable that will come with the episodes. And I really think your kids are going to enjoy it. Now, all age kids are welcome, but especially if you have tweens or teenagers, I think they'll get a lot out of these conversations. So, Be sure to mark your calendars. Come back. There's two ways you can be sure not to miss episodes. One is right there in your podcast app, however you listen. There's a follow or a plus sign. Make sure to hit that. That means my episodes will download each week. And also the best way to never miss anything I do is to be an email subscriber. And you can do that by going straight over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. That way I send you a quick email each week and I share whatever new I have written or a podcast episode and I try to make them interesting, fun, and encouraging. Let's dive in. Let's talk chapter three, Parenta Morphosis, Model an Amazing Life. And I open here with James Baldwin quote that says, children have never been very good at listening to their elders but they have never failed to imitate them. Boy, is that true, right? Now, if you haven't read the chapter yet, this parentamorphosis term you might have heard before because it is from a TV commercial. So this is how I open the chapter. One of my favorite sets of TV commercials is for progressive insurance. They feature Dr. Rick, who's a parental life coach, whose job it is to help new homeowners not turn into their parents. The commercials show him coaching his clients to, quote, come back after falling into patterns they learned from mom and dad. If you haven't seen these, be sure to look them up online. But you can imagine the topics are plenty, from challenges using smartphones to home decor issues and travel quirks. Dr. Rick says, you wouldn't believe what can trigger the parent inside of us. He calls it parentamorphosis. Each of the commercials end with a spokesperson saying, Progressive can't save you from becoming like your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto insurance with us. People love these commercials, and for good reason. They're funny because they're true. Progressive knows what each of us needs to keep in mind as we aim to raise amazing kids. No matter what we teach, preach, or beseech, our kids are more likely to emulate the ones who raise them. Kids will internalize the way they see us living. And that means the best way for us to raise amazing kids is to live an amazing life in front of them. Now that sounds easy enough, right? Not exactly. Most of us can be amazing now and then when we need to be. We might show our best side in front of certain people or during parts of our work or public life, but our kids, they see us like all the time, day and night before our first cup of coffee in the morning and when we're all dressed up for an evening out. There's no hiding who we are from our kids. They get the real deal. Next, I suggest that though this can sound super intimidating and overwhelming, I encourage you to consider it a great opportunity. I talk here about modeling an amazing life for your kids, and I say the truth is I can't live an amazing life for more than five minutes on my own. But the good news is that as I follow Christ, I get to share some of his amazing with the world. I think of the Apostle Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 11.1, which say, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. 
I want to be able to say that to my kids. Now, none of us will be perfect, but we can raise the bar for ourselves as we set an example for the children we're raising. And then a note here with this episode and with this chapter of the book, um, I have a really cute printable of 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, and you can get that over in show notes. Print it out, hang it up, let it be a reminder for you all summer long, all year long, as you live an amazing life in front of your kids. Let that verse remind you and encourage you. Next, I go on to suggest that we begin by reflecting. I encourage readers to consider their own childhood and perhaps some of the ways that your parents have uh, set examples for you, both good and bad, and how some of the things we're doing right now are probably more because they're how we grew up, what we saw, uh, what we picked up from our parents than we realized. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes it's neutral. It's just the way we are, the way we do something, the way we cook something or clean something. But sometimes we're doing certain things or carrying certain values or focusing on an area of life that maybe when we reflect isn't that important or isn't what we really want to do. So take some time to reflect. Maybe have a conversation with your spouse and talk about that and consider areas you might want to do things differently. Next, I suggest that the little things add up. And we go through some different areas of our lives that are setting examples for our kids, whether we want them to or not. And a quote here is, one of the most challenging parts of raising character-rich kids is realizing how much of their character rests on the character we model. So I begin here with your lifestyle. Ready? Hold on. Now remember, let me remind you what I've said each of these episodes Anything I say in this book, I've already said in the mirror. And so none of these things are easy, but they're important. So I'll carry on. How you eat, drink, take care of yourself, and choose entertainment will all be stamped on your kid's subconscious. Where do you turn when you're stressed? And how do you celebrate when you're happy? These things matter. Here are some questions that relate to a few areas that have challenged me personally. They might be worthy of self-evaluation. Are the TV shows and movies you watch edifying and inspiring? Are you setting a good example for your kids by the entertainment you choose? What is your relationship with alcohol? Do you need it to relax? Is the way you relate to alcohol or other substances the way you hope your kids will one day? What is your relationship with food and exercise? Do you care for your body as God's temple, nourishing it with healthy food and movement? Do your kids hear you speak positive messages about your body, or do you put yourself down or obsess over your physical appearance? If food, your body, or exercise have become idols, there's no doubt it will impact your kids in one way or another. Now, this isn't about perfection, but the direction you're going. We are all human, and indeed, kids will have the opportunity to make choices for themselves as they grow up. We know that. But the imprint of parental lifestyles will always be there. So I think this section alone is one to really take some time to ponder. I encourage you to pray about it and ask the Lord to highlight any area of your life that maybe could use some adjustment. And this summer is a great time to do that. The next little part is about your speech. The words and expressions you use often will become some of the first evidence of modeling you'll see in your kids. So we can see that when we are around, you know, toddlers who are unfiltered. Sometimes they repeat things they've heard at home 
And that can be really embarrassing. And we've all seen that happen. Maybe your own kids have done it. But just consider the way you speak. And if you are using words that build others up or tear them down, if you're speaking about people when they're not there, all of those things are setting an example for your kids. Next, I touch on your emotional health and anger. And I confess here that uh, when my boys were young, I discovered the anger problem I didn't know I had before. And I think many of us can say that kids are good at bringing that out in us, right? Some of us think we're super chill and relaxed, but then we have kids and discover that maybe there is more anger underneath the surface than we realized. And I just hated it. I hated dealing with the anger, but I am thankful looking back that I realized I needed some help and I reached out to people. I got prayer. I found books. I talked to people who had been through that and I got some help. And I'm so grateful now that my boys say that they really don't remember me having anger issues, but unfortunately I do. And I hate remembering times that I really blew up at my kids. And I would love to save moms and dads from any regret over those sorts of things. So I just say, if you struggle with anger, depression, or any other emotional or mental health issues, I really encourage you to do something about it. Seek help right away, both for your sake and for the sake of your children. And really reaching out for help is even setting a great example for kids because one day they may struggle with emotional health. And so there's no shame in getting help. So that's an important point. Next, we talk about your character and integrity. And certainly, you know, I talk a lot about character. I have my character training course, which will be opening up in August. Yay, mark your calendar. And I'll never say that character is easy for any of us. Uh, But I do believe this is an area that we can focus on first and foremost in ourselves and then also in our kids. And I'll share one of the stories in the book. Um, I talk about making a hurried trip to Walmart with all four of my boys, and I don't really enjoy Walmart at all, so that was not my idea of fun. But when I finally got back in the car with three kids and a baby, put everyone in, buckled everyone up, and when I looked in my rearview mirror, I saw one of my boys reach into his pocket and pull out a pack of gum, along with a big mischievous grin. Now, of course, we hadn't paid for that gum, and he knew we hadn't paid for that gum, and I had to make a decision what to do in that situation, and of course, I wanted to ignore it. I thought of 10 different reasons why driving away at that moment could be justified, But I also knew that if I let that little illegal act go, I'd be setting a standard for my boys. So back inside, all of us went so that we could return the gum and confess that we had taken it. And so that's just one small example of having integrity in front of your kids, letting them see you do the right thing, even when it's hard, because we've all heard that a definition of integrity is doing the right thing when no one's looking. And sometimes it's doing the right thing when your kids are looking because they are taking mental notes, right? Um, There's more and more examples as well in that section, but I'm moving on to your attitude and mindset. Oh, wow, parents, this is big. We come home, maybe you come home from work or a hard day, and home is where we want to just take down our guard and be real. And sometimes that means mom and dad are grumpy, we complain, we grumble, we're stressed, but no doubt this is our opportunity to rise up and recognize how important it is that that we are setting a good example in our attitude and mindset. I talk here about a growth mindset, how important it is that kids see us modeling a growth mindset. 
And um, this is tough. Again, none of this is easy, but I really encourage you to consider how you might model a positive attitude and a growth mindset for your kids, even on the hard days. Okay, next is friendships. Uh, we all need friends, and I hope you've got some good ones. I know I need friends, and and my husband does too. And the thing with friendships are we're setting an example both in the friends we choose and how we behave with those friends. So I always encourage people to have a, a good wide range of friends. They don't all have to be exactly like us. But do your kids see you reaching out across borders with you know, to friends who are different from you, who have different backgrounds, even different beliefs? Is your heart to share Jesus with the people in your life? And um, are you being intentional about doing that? And also, when you're with those good friends, maybe friends who go way back with you, sometimes it's easy to almost regress a little bit, right? And we get we we get comfortable, and maybe we start saying things or acting in certain ways just because we're relaxed. And it's like we go back. Some of those friends maybe go back to your childhood, but remember, kids are watching that, and you're setting an example. So consider your lifestyle and behavior when you're hanging out with your friends. Set that example, and make. Make sure um, to just be mindful of how you're acting around your friends. Uh, next is your faith. Uh, we're going to get further into faith next month <laughs> or in the next chapter. You're allowed to read it anytime, but we'll cover it next month in the next chapter. But goodness, one of the biggest responsibilities I feel is showing my kids what a genuine relationship with God looks like. And so often, you know, I've been interviewed so many times for this book. And when people ask, oh, how, how can I help my kids develop a relationship with God? My very first answer, and it will always be my first answer, is really we need to model it. And you, you can't fake that. There's no hacks. There's no shortcuts. We need to model to our kids what it looks like to love God, to love his word, and to want to live according to his word. And the only way to do that is to really desire it and work on that yourself. You can't fake it. So again, the next chapter is going to go a lot more into faith, but I do believe that one of the greatest keys to raising kids to embrace a genuine faith is for their parents to model one. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, train up a child in the way he should go, but be sure you are going that way too. And I love that quote so much. All right. And next we talk about your relationship with technology. Uh, this one hits close to home for me. If it does for you, just know I'm looking in the mirror on this one for sure. And we have a whole chapter on technology coming up later in the year. But just suffice it to say, your scrolling is modeling. Most of us parents need to set some serious boundaries for ourselves in this area of technology before we even stress out about our kids. So just consider, am I modeling the kind of relationship with technology that I want my kids to have? Uh, lastly, how you manage money. Oh, money can be a complicated topic. And thankfully, there are experts and resources available to help guide you in raising kids with good financial sense. But no doubt, whether you teach them about money or not, they are taking notes from what they see you do, how they see you talk about it, how you model your relationship with money. And no doubt, uh, the Bible talks about money a whole lot how we handle money, not because money is important, but it's a reflection of our heart, right? So really be mindful as you consider your relationship with finances, maybe you and your spouse together, how you manage money, how you talk about money, your attitude towards it, that is actually pretty much a big deal. So 
Again, much more about that here in the chapter, but that is the last point to consider as we go through all these areas of things we model to our kids, whether we realize it or not. So finally, I get to a section called Perfectly Imperfect, and I acknowledge, of course, we will never be perfect in any of these areas, but we can communicate to our kids that it's our heart's desire to honor God and to model well for them. And confessing our mistakes, asking for forgiveness, and talking about the areas we're working on makes us more relatable and trustworthy to our kids. So certainly, um, we don't want to fake like we've got any area all together. What we want to do is be humble and show our kids what it looks like to depend on God and His Holy Spirit and His forgiveness and His grace every day. And when you do that, your kids will model that as well. So that's the big prayer at the end of all of this. So if any of these points feel challenging, know that every parent who has cared about these things has felt the same way, including me. So I just encourage you to pray and ask God for some areas that you might work on and just know that one day down the road, your kids are going to thank you It's not easy, this parenting thing. Oh, it is not easy. But your kids will thank you later. And as I say at the end, Dr. Rick will be so proud. So parental morphosis, your kids are going to grow up quite likely to be a lot like you. So live that amazing life in front of them, right? And now I get to pray for all of you. So I hope this chapter was encouraging. And I hope you can read the full chapter in the real book, maybe listen to it on Audible. I covered some good highlights here, but there's a whole lot more in the book. And again, find that printable of 1 Corinthians 11.1 over in show notes, as well as links and all the rest. So let me close with a quick prayer, if you'll join me. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for the life you modeled for us and for your Holy Spirit that enables us to live lives uh, that, that reflect you and your love and your goodness. And now as we do this hard thing called parenting in 2023, we ask for your help and your grace. Help us, God, to live amazing lives in front of our kids, not perfect lives, but lives that are authentic, that are honorable, that have character and faith, that help us to make good choices and to live with wisdom. And I pray, Lord, that you would allow our kids to get a glimpse of that. Let us inspire our kids in all of these ways and give us the strength to just continue on doing our very best. And Lord, for those parents listening who might feel some conviction, maybe they're struggling even now with guilt or shame because perhaps there's some area they know they haven't set a good example. And whether the kids are young or maybe a bit older, I pray, Lord, that you would give these parents a sense of your love and your grace and your forgiveness. God, remind us that you can and do work all things together for our good and your glory. It says that in Romans 8, 28. And I just pray that, that we would be led to repentance, that we would ask forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I pray that anyone listening that is feeling that conviction in their heart, they would just turn to you and pray and confess. And if there's some area they need to go to their kids and ask forgiveness and confess, that they would have the courage and the strength to do that. And Lord, that you would help us to just keep doing better. We'll never get it perfect as long as we live on this earth, but we can become more and 
more like you as we move from glory to glory. So thank you, God. Thank you for everyone listening and the families that they represent. I pray your blessings on them, and I pray that they'd have just an amazing rest of the summer. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, my friends, thank you so much for being with me today. I do pray you have an amazing rest of your summer, but don't forget about us here in July because we've got some special episodes. Invite your kiddos to come along and listen for the month of July as we have a special series with the Swanson Boys. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Have an amazing rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.